0: listening to stagger brought to you by stagger gear all right we're rolling with another episode of Staggercast. i believe this is episode number seven now we're back in new hampshire tonight we're with john wright how's it going john good how are you thanks for doing this with us we appreciate it yeah anytime been trying to line you up for a while but uh you know things have been busy for all of us so it's awesome to get here and yep. do this with you yeah to kind of kick it off, let's, uh, like we do with everybody, want to give us a quick background of yourself, where you're from, what you do. So, actually, I'm, I'm
1: from Concord, New Hampshire. I've, I've lived in this residence my whole life. Oh, really? Um, I grew okay. up here, so I've been here 40 years. Um, I've got a place up north, a uh, camp that I grew up hunting out of. Um, I'm a contractor, do a lot of building remodeling, and that's uh, that allows me to hunt, yeah. and I kind of schedule my work around hunting so it, it makes it nice makes it, uh, that
0: seems to be a common thread that a lot of it people definitely have been is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah i mean it's it's not it's not the greatest thing because financially i could be a lot better off if i worked in november that's when everybody wants their work done <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah you know you gotta live yeah yep. you gotta live yeah if Make you're 60 day. years old and you can't walk anymore
0: well yeah yeah you made money but mm-hmm. you yep. get to hunt yeah so, would you say you hunt New Hampshire the most out of...
1: Yeah, New Hampshire and Maine. Yep. New Hampshire and Maine. Um, started hunting Maine about 10 years ago. 10, well, probably about 12 years ago, but okay. yeah, it's fun up there. Um, it's a different animal, mm-hmm. uh, different terrain, but... Would you say a lot different than New Hampshire deer hunting? A lot different. A lot less mountainous. Um, okay. In, in certain areas, it's a lot less mountainous. Right.
2: Um Bigger bodies, you'd probably say, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it,
1: you know that, that. I think that's depends on the location. Yep. You know, um, but Maine's got some great deer. They've mm-hmm. got a one buck rule.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. you shoot yeah.
1: one deer, mm-hmm. and, and that's great. You know, um, I think it, it gives a lot of opportunity to, mm-hmm. to a lot of other hunters. Once you, you know you get your deer, you're out of the woods. Mm-hmm. So no matter if it's a bow, muzzleloader, rifle.
2: And no Sundays too. I think that saves a lot of bucks too. Really. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It's <clears> a <throat> pain, you know, but once you it get is. used to it, it's, yeah. it is what it is. It's like but, a travel day, right? Is when you go up or come back. Or, it is. And I yeah. guess the theory behind that is
1: that was the day for the landowners to be able to use their land. Yep. And not have hunters all over their land. Yep. I get that. Yeah. They're allowing us to hunt on their land. hmm If they need a day to use their
0: land, great. You know, yep. I don't mind that. Yeah. So. Well, it'll definitely come back to the differences and stuff between the states. But, yeah. uh, to kind of roll into the our new segment we did with the last, last podcast with Joey was the shameless stats, uh, shameless stats segment. And we talk about how many 200-pounders are the best scoring bucks you have. You want to hit us with a little bit of some numbers here? All right. Well, 200-pounders, how are we weighing them? Because that's that's a controversial
1: subject. Ooh. Because there's, there's some people that weigh them with the front end in them. There's some people that weigh them fully cleaned how do, how do you weigh them i yeah. weigh them fully cleaned. that's out. how i weigh <laughs> them too yeah, yeah that's standard, i split yeah.
2: the hind quarter and everything yeah i
1: mean everything's out of them if you want to eat the heart great but um you know there's no i don't know that's how i was taught to, to me, weigh too. Them. me too me yeah. too if you want to weigh them with the front end and in them that that's fine but yeah.
2: i heard that's how they do it up in maine <laughs> yeah it could be that's all I... could be i think everyone's different yeah, it's I all know, their
0: culture everyone. how yeah. they were brought up you th- know it, with i think scoring procedures you have to be clean dressed right is that how you get in them you do but who checks is, I mean, yeah, yeah i mean i guess it's just somebody at a gas station I mean, that's I, checking your deer i know versus... i know one
1: checking station that that they won't weigh your deer unless it's cleaned out right? okay no matter what no matter what they will not even let you put it on the scales never mind the trophy entry they won't they will not let you weigh your deer right and they're very adamant about it yeah that's 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 fine yeah you know. that's fair um but anyways long yeah. story short fully cleaned out i've got two over 200 gotcha yeah one in maine one in new hampshire can't beat that that's yeah. great and a bunch that if i left the front end in them yeah
0: and left the diaphragm they'd probably be right so there i've seen some of your posts you've shot a lot of 180 190 yeah. 170 yeah. plus deer that and are all over two with there's nothing wrong with those deer. No, those are great deer. Those are great deer. Absolutely. Yeah. So, aside from weight, what's your best scoring buck?
1: Um, my best scoring buck was in 2019. Um, that one grossed out 168 inches. and that was that was nice buck. Um Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, <laughs> there
0: He's was his... some excitement in that hunt. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely post a picture of that one. I think that's the picture. The first time I ever saw a picture of you, I think, was that buck. That was 2019, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that picture getting shared around. Yeah, that one got rolled around around quite a bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then actually finally met you i was like oh wait a minute that's yeah that's that guy that's john yeah so that yeah. was a great buck for sure yeah you know that's that's one of those probably once in a
1: lifetime deer
2: yeah he's yeah. a giant yeah and that's new hampshire yeah. buck. with the drop tine
0: hampshire yeah that's a beautiful
2: buck yeah. drop time too drop time. got a yeah. lot cool. of the drop time. cool little hanger off yeah a little yeah. squiggler that's a funny drop time. i like <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 cool location yeah. you shot
0: i mean you should look around this trophy room here if you're watching the video segment of this you look around john's garage here and he's got a lot of great bucks which we'll kind of throw some video up after that but uh what's your next best scoring buck after that one so my next best scoring one was actually one i shot in 2021
1: in maine it was it was an eight pointer um and that one that one grossed out at 146 gotcha and he's you know i've shot some it's funny how deer score some are more impressive looking than what they score and um that one just added up yeah but in the last in the last five years i've shot four uh record book box really yeah that's it's, a heck of a run you've so been a of hitting it. a stride huh? yeah it's like yeah. boy i mean it's fortunate i mean mm-hmm. you, you can't control what's on a deer's head mm-hmm. you really can't no i mean it's it's in in my buddies give me give me a hard time about it. oh that's the luck you get you know
2: hey uh, i'd rather I, be lucky than good any day you know, I don't any day. Know. <laughs> yeah, put it, put your time in the lucky you get. It seems yeah. like for yeah. sure. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. doing something right though, because I've yeah. been uh, watching your Facebook page for the last few years, and it seems like year after year they're rolling in the 140 plus inch bucks. You yeah. know, but it's, I mean, it's time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah.
1: If you if you spend enough time in the woods, and yeah. you're persistent, yeah. and you, it's it's so easy to make excuses why you shouldn't hunt. Mm -hmm. and and i still fall into it Mm -hmm. it's too warm it's Mm -hmm. too windy it's raining i've learned to to push myself on those days that are not subpar yeah that are not prime days yeah and the more time you're in the woods the closer you are to getting one you know Mm -hmm. um so it's uh you know, you just gotta go. You mm-hmm. just gotta go. I mean I, I in twenty twenty I shot one, it was seventy degrees out at one o'clock in the afternoon that buck was on his <laughs> feet.
2: That's something yeah. he was
1: on his feet running does. Yep. And you know, but it was all my buddies weren't hunting that day. Right, because it was hot. It was hot.
2: The yep. deer aren't gonna move. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why it all goes back to I heard a biologist say one time it has nothing to do with the weather, has nothing to do with the moon. It all has to do with the amount of daylight that is happening at that time of year. That's when the dough is coming to heat. Yeah. It's all about daylight. So it doesn't matter if it's two degrees out or 72 degrees out. Yeah. They're going to be bred when they need to be bred. Yeah. But I so mean, it so. seems
0: like everything goes out the when they're running hard, everything goes out yeah. the day it's w- all and they, w- they all
2: come in at the right time, yeah, like Mother nature knows you mm-hmm. know, and it's all because of the winter survival or the fawn survival for through the winter, they need to be dropped in the right time in the spring mm-hmm. yeah. um but
1: it it's funny you get those those special days I call them mm-hmm. where things just come unglued, you never know when it's going to be, yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Probably in my 20s, I fell in the habit of hunting a few days, nothing was going on, I didn't, so I wouldn't hunt for a couple of days. Well, those, those could have been the two days that things just came unglued. Right. And, you know, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to miss this anymore mm-hmm. because, you know, the days I stopped hunting and didn't hunt seemed like, oh my God, everyone shot big deer that day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what the weather was. Didn't matter that, what you saw the day before. Right. Um, when it, when it comes unglued and when they start traveling, and, and it's just you got to be there, you got to be in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's
0: true, you know, you got to put your time in, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, so kind of to go back to what we originally started <laughs> with there, I want to get pick your brain on what you think the biggest differences are between Maine and New Hampshire. What would you say? Is it the type of the woods? Is it the terrain? the genetic differences in the deer what do you think uh is the biggest separator of the two states
1: yeah you know Maine Maine has um Maine has some some rolling hills that it's not as mountainous where, where I've hunted I'm sure there's I'm sure there's big mountains like Katahdin and mm-hmm. stuff um they're more rolling hills they do a lot of cutting in Maine they do a lot of cutting I think yep. the primary food in Maine is is these cuts and mm-hmm. If you can get around those those three or four year old cots, those deer use them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's they they live to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the does love to eat. The bucks, well, they they're a little mystery. But if you hunt the does around those cots and you and you stick with the does, you, the bucks will show up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna at least check on those does every night, every morning, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, New Hampshire, it's a lot more mountainous. There's not as much cutting, I don't feel like, anymore. Mm -hmm. There used to be. Northern New Hampshire used to be a lot of cutting. And that seems to be kind of gone by the wayside now. They don't cut like they used to, and I think it's affected the deer herd up there. Um,
0: In the northern part, you're saying? Yeah. You know,
1: Pittsburgh had its heyday back in the 90s, late 80s and early 90s. I mean, they were killing a lot of, they were killing 20, 25, 200 pounders up there but it's when they were cutting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's drastically lower now, right? The yeah, they number. might get, I mean, Roscoe would know, but they might get five a year now. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think he said it was lower than that. He said it was year. two in 2021.
0: Two. I think it was two. only two, Yeah, which is, yeah. that's crazy. You used to hear Pittsburgh was like the, yeah. where you're going to get the the, big, the great big ones. And it's know? still great hunting up there. Yeah.
1: I've, I've hunted up there. I've, I've shot some nice bucks up there, but it's 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 still a great place to go hunting. There's yep. a lot of deer up there. There's mm-hmm. a ton of deer up there. Mm. um and it's fun you know mm-hmm. it's fun a friend of mine rented a camp for years up there and i'd go up and hunt a couple of years with him at a thanksgiving week and it was fun you know you get the camaraderie with all the guys together and you know
2: one year i think we all killed bucks it was great yeah, yeah. can't, can't beat that yeah or not. yeah yeah but that's definitely yeah. north country up there it's like kind of flatter and yeah bogs and stuff kind of up that way I've never yeah. been up that way. You've never been up there. No, nope. I mean, there's there's some good mountains up there. Is there? Yeah, yeah.
1: there's some good mountains up there. Yeah. Um, the access has changed. Really? There's a ton of access now. Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot less access, and that I mean, that grows box, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. lack and of access yeah. with all the with all the uh, technology now, people aren't afraid to go in the woods like onyx they used to. man. Onyx yeah. has
2: changed the game. Yeah. yeah. Really, you got to go deep now. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, everybody's got that thing in their pocket now that yep. can tell them exactly where they are. Yeah. Even if there's no cell service, if you download the map right. before you go. Right. You know, and it's replaced
0: yeah. the GPS for a lot of guys. Yeah. It, has. it is. Yeah. And they're yeah. better than the GPSs
2: yeah. in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Like, you can see all the terrain and everything. It's yeah. Great. It's a good tool to have Topography,
2: sure. satellite imagery, the whole nine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you say that Northern part, Pittsburgh is a lot like Maine as far as, because yes. yeah. it seems like, like I know we talked about Joey last week and other people, there's a line. Yeah. yeah that cuts across northeast yeah it seems like that's above that line versus yeah. you know down more southern yeah New Hampshire way. And,
1: and the deer density is good up there um you start moving a little further south into the whites the deer density goes down a lot mm-hmm. um, okay there's still some deer there i mean yep. don't get me wrong there's still some great bucks to kill but they are a lot more scattered mm-hmm. um they're in smaller pockets and when i say pockets you might find a pocket of two deer
2: mm-hmm. yeah and they're harder to um, hunt for sure yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah and it's and it's a lot more rugged yeah i mean yeah mm-hmm.
2: you it's know you don't bounce. have
1: the logging roads everywhere to get you
2: out of the woods no
1: yeah um you go into the whites in the in the national forest and you know you could other than the hiking trails you you,
0: you you're out there mm-hmm. i mean it's all mature woods you don't have the new growth um yeah, yeah you shoot one way in the back there's no logging roads close by early to get them out <laughs> no no you're dragging a uh, long ways no yeah yeah, that's what I always get a hard time about. You know, if I, I
1: if I shoot a deer, then you know, some friends of mine just razz me a little bit. You know, why'd you have to shoot it
2: way out here? Like, that's where he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. that's where they tend yeah, to that's be. Where he was. Yeah.
0: What would you say your uh, most favorite thing about New Hampshire is, and Maine? Each state.
1: Yeah, New Hampshire. New Hampshire has great access. We're losing a lot um, since COVID. I've seen a lot of posted signs. A lot of lands getting bought up. Really yeah Vermont, same way yep. and it's yeah. and it's it's squeezing it's squeezing hunters into the the accessible lands um, but you know I hunted Wisconsin two years back in two thousand nine and two thousand and eleven I think, and I knew nothing about it. I went out with a friend we got a lease um, it was a fun trip. we saw a bunch of deer, but we were restricted to 80 acres okay and Robies. so so it was bow hunting you know yep. and we sat in a stand and ever since that that last trip i've appreciated new hampshire way more yep. just because of the access you can mm-hmm. roam around you can and that's why i tell people i'm like yeah it's, it's great but you know you, you're handcuffed out there yep. you're mm-hmm. handcuffed in new hampshire you you can go anywhere if there's not a posted sign You know, it's pretty much accessible. I mean, once in a while you get into, you know, people don't want you in there, but, Mm -hmm. you know.
2: That's what's... It's tough about the Adirondacks because in the Adirondacks, if it's private land, you have to have permission. Yeah. Even if it's not posted. It's tough, man, because you get over there and a lot of the public land's not marked, so, like... I know a few years ago, before we had Onyx, it was it was a challenge yeah. Yeah. trying to figure out okay where is the park, you know where is the state land, where is the you know hundred 200 acre chunks that are bordering it because nothing was posted. Yep. Why would you post it mm-hmm. if it's yeah. all you know written permission yeah. or whatever? But
1: and then you get into the, like this purple paint law. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of
2: it. What's that? Yeah.
1: they So if if you come across a property and the and the trees are blazed with purple paint that. That means it's private property, mm-hmm. and it's mm. as good as a posted sign. Yeah. Really, I've had I've had some friends run into it in Maine.
2: Oh no, okay. interesting! And
1: and, and I ran into it in one spot in New Hampshire. Just purple paint all over it's, the trees. It's it's just like they mark property line, uh, like the the national forest of the state. It's usually blue or red. but yep. this is purple, and that means no go. That means you're not allowed to go. And hopefully, that doesn't come here. Interesting.
2: Mm. Yeah, because that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot easier than putting post-it signs on yeah. for sure new yeah. hampshire does People a good
0: job from what i've seen with their state land as far as marking boundaries it seems yep. like yeah, they, they do a very good job compared to vermont sometimes it's yep. black and white but yep. what i noticed in new hampshire it's very well marked yeah seems and there's like... and there's a lot of state land i mean mm-hmm. there's there's
1: some forty thousand acre chunks Yep, that's state land and then government land too yeah there's, national this that, that's huge that's yep. huge um it's it's nice to get away
0: from people that's mm-hmm. that's where i like to hunt is those bigger woods yep you like the big mountains and big pieces and everything yeah yeah
1: yeah i always want to get to the top for some reason i don't know why <laughs> yeah, no it's you and me both that's where they are, both, where yeah. they are yeah. it seems like yeah. for sure it seems like it's a lot easier to hunt down the mountain oh, than up I because if they're up there looking down at you well your chances are pretty slim yeah yeah
2: you know And like I said to you earlier, you can't get above them when they're on top. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, They sit right on top, looking right down over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Switching gears a little bit, I just wanted to point out, uh, people listening can't see, but you have moose antlers lined right around this garage. Yeah. And a common theme that I'm finding with guys that kill a lot of big deer is you all like to pick up moose antlers. Yeah. And I think it gets you in that country where those big deer are. Because I think-
1: yeah it's a funny story because i found an area probably back in 2012 where it had some moose in it and over the years picking up some moose antlers picking up some moose antlers started we had one mild winter and the deer never left that area and i'm like looking Mm. around i'm saying jeez you know this this there's some good bucks in here yeah you know and the next year i started hunting it yeah and yeah, there was some good bucks in there. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it's you know it's 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 a place I still like to hunt. Yeah, uh, the moose are gone. Mm-hmm. The moose have they've just died yeah. off, and yeah. they don't use it anymore. But and the deer, you know, the, there was a yard there that. The the deer used to go to in the winter, and they cut it off like three years ago, and they just it's it's decimated the deer population in that in that range. Really, really, it's funny, you know. Without that yard there, they got to travel further to get there and come come away from it.
2: So they're not willing to risk it by. I get your yeah. It. There's
1: still some there's still some that go back and forth, right, but Not as many. It was just so easy for them. Before, right, and I mean, it was it was it was a nice chunk of hemlock, and you know, he'll it'll, it'll come back. They'll find another place, and it's all cycles. Every every place right. is cycles, yep. right. you know. But
2: have you noticed that usually big bucks will be in with moose during deer season? I've heard that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never. Hmm. I don't want to say I've never, but. I have caught them with moose, but mm-hmm. it's not common for me. Right? Um, it's not common. They, those big bucks. I don't know where they come from. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they come from. I struggle sometimes early uh, muzzleloader season trying to find one. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they show up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they traveled from miles away. Um, Probably just not laying
2: any laying any sign. You it know? could
1: be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Uh, it's just one of those things you just got to keep hunting you mm-hmm. know
2: yep but lack huh. of competition i think has a lot to do with that with bigger deer yeah. in, in the big woods and that's i think we kind of hit on that with joey a little bit he was talking about a deer and i was like well you finding big trees banged up all over there and he's like no yeah. and i was like yeah i see that all the time you'll well, get it you know you'll find a big deer <laughs> and you just I find a big deer, and I can't find a rub bigger than the size of my yeah. pinky. And it, yeah. it, sometimes they drive you nuts, but if you're hunting for rubs, yeah. you won't find them. It's cause. funny.
1: It's funny because there was one area I was hunting uh, probably in 2018, and the place had scrapes like nobody's business. Hmm. I mean, you'd see 40 in a day on this mountain, and just they were everywhere, and every one of them was a 150 pound track in them.
2: Right. Hmm.
1: every one of them and I mean I hunted it for two three days and I'm like there's yeah there's some there's some respectable deer here but you know it's early in the season I want to find I want to try to find a big one you know and I was booking it down out of there one day and I crashed into a big one and it's the biggest one I've ever shot and he he had just showed up I don't know where he came from bare ground one o'clock in the afternoon I popped a doe up out of bed, and there was a knob off to her right. And I snort wheezed, and that thing came charging down off that knob. Okay. Really? Like, I talk about change. a change of events. Yeah. I was heading out of there. <laughs> yep. I was heading out of there. Yep. I was done with the area. When was, you least
2: expect it. Huh? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep.
1: And uh, when we dragged the deer out, we saw on the road where he crossed the road. I mean, there's this great big track heading right up to where I shot him.
2: not that funny? Yeah. And who knows where he came from you know, it could have know. been three ridges over you it know, could have been that yeah. time of year that's what they do it could have been they just show yeah. up yeah was a pretty doe in the area and he yeah. found her that's yeah anything can happen yeah. yeah
0: for sure yeah all right keep it rolling here i don't think we talked about this before but would you describe yourself as a tracker or are you a sitter still hunter what do you do so i'm for definitely not
1: a sitter yeah um my preferred method was, would be tracking on snow you know when we get it but it doesn't keep me out of the woods mm-hmm. i mean I like still hunting. I feel like I'm getting better at it. Um, It's just slow. Like I can't, I might cover two or three miles in a day where tracking, you know, five or six is easy. Yep. You know, you just know what's going on. Like, you know, bare ground, still hunting. You, you don't know if that deer's over here, here, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you've just got to be on the ball all the time and your eyes have got to be peeled. They blend in so much better. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have, I have shot some nice ones still hunting, but I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather
0: be on snow. Yep. Yeah. It seems like you kill, would you say it's about half and half? It ground, is. Snow. Yeah. It's been about half and a half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, some friends
1: of mine give me a hard time because, you know, once I start closing in on the bare ground, I, I kind of know within a day or so when something's going to happen. I'm going to mm-hmm. get an encounter. Yep. Right. You know, he's, yeah. he's here. And I told a friend of mine last year that I need some rain. It's too noisy. Mm-hmm. that that buck is there i need i need the leaves to soften i need to get in there on quiet ground and a couple days later it rained i went up in there shot the buck no shit i mean it was just textbook yep and he said oh you, you said you were going to do it i'm like well I, th- I felt like i had a good chance of it you yep. know just needed the conditions for yeah, it yeah yeah and that's all it is i you know i feel like we're scouting more than we're hunting Mm-hmm. And then when the conditions get right, that's when you start hunting. Right. You know, you're even just with moving. Snow. You're
2: covering ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's all yep. you're doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's just tough to cover ground on bare ground. It is. Know. It's on those dry you, days. Especially. You have
2: to be an optimistic person. Yeah. And you have to like to be in the woods too, yeah. because you're doing a lot of moving, not yeah. a lot of finding. You yeah. know. <laughs> and, yeah. But I mean.
0: Yeah. It'll wear you down too, those, if you're on bare ground multiple days in a row. Yeah, it can. It's a psychological game. It can wear you right out for sure. I've got friends that
1: are, that are great deer hunters. They will, they refuse to hunt bare ground. They'd, they'd rather go to work. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't go to work. If it's deer season, if it's, if it's gun season, I can't go to work. You gotta be in the woods to get them. I, I just, uh, I'd rather be on bare ground even, you know, it's all about being out there, you know? Right. You know? so
0: yeah teach your own of that i guess for sure how would you say you attack a bare ground day so it's like you're heading out and it's bare ground yeah i mean it's slow
1: it's slow like i said um the one thing i've learned is that deer they get freaked out by a steady walk Hmm. if you're walking through the woods crunch 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 even if they can't see you it just wigs them out they, they, they don't know what it is. They know it's not natural and they run, mm-hmm. they, they get out of there. They'd rather not risk it to see what you are yep. most of the time. Um, so I try to take a couple steps. I mean, if you ever watch a deer walk through the woods, it doesn't mm-hmm. march nonstop. It mm-hmm. takes a couple steps, takes a bite, even moose. So I try to do that a little bit. You know, I try to mix your cadence up. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four steps, stop. Three and, and, steps and I use yep. brook beds, I use rocks. Yep. I'd rather I mean, there's a lot of rocks up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean if you can if you can make six or eight steps on them just some rocks, well you haven't made a sound then. You know, usually they're covered in moss. Yep. You know? So I mean they'll put up with a little crunch here and a crunch there. Um
0: but that steady walk they just wigs them out. They're gone. It wigs them out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, on those bare ground days, are you hunting areas where like you've seen a lot of sign or are you kind of just like striking off and going? Or...
1: Yeah, I mean, usually the early season's of bare ground. So I'll get in an area and the, the first thing I'm going to look for is food because mm-hmm. that's where the does are going to be. Yep. They, they just live to eat. Um, so if I can locate some doe groups and figure out where they're hanging, then I know where to come back to. And most of the time, you get around those does, you, you start seeing scrapes and rubs. I mean, those bucks have already been in there checking on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can figure out where those where those doe groups are hanging, those those bucks are they're going to be there eventually. Yep. I mean, they're probably not far off.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: they've got their little their little holes that they like to lay up in during the day,
0: mm-hmm. but you know, they're not far off right yeah. Yep. And you're going back to those same areas on days you have snow tracking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, trying to find those bucks absolutely and back down in the does. I mean,
1: that's that's a great spot because at nighttime, they come down and check those does. If yep. they're bedding up above them, they'll swing down, take a cruise through there. They might not leave any sign. They might not freshen up scrapes. They'll walk by their scrapes, mm-hmm. scent checking. They'll they'll smell if anything's
2: been there. Yep. Buy some signposts. I yep. see that a lot. They just walk by them. Yep. Yep.
0: Are you doing any calling at all on those bare ground days? Yeah, a lot of vocalization. Yeah, I do. I've gotten into quite a bit of calling. Yep. Um that kind of puts
1: them at ease. I think if they hear crunch crunch and then they hear a doe bleed or something, well, mm-hmm. it explains the noise for them. Right. Yep. Um, it explains the noise. Doesn't work all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes they run. Sometimes they catch your wind. But mm-hmm.
0: it helps. Every little bit of helps. Um, yeah. It's, Do you use it more as like a calming thing versus like an attracting thing? Would you say? A little of
1: both, a little bit of both, a little of both. I mean, if it's noisy and I think I'm close to some deer, I'll call. You know, yep. some like that that deer I shot in 2018. I snort wheezed. He he, 100 thought I was another buck moving in on his doe. He was bedded on a knob above her. She was bedded in a saddle. She popped up, took off, and I snort wheezed. Just on a whim,
0: and he charged down off of that. You had no idea that buck was up on I that. Had no note. clue. Just no a clue. wheeze, And you come down looking yep. to kick some ass.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And I didn't
1: even get a shot at him when he came down off the knob. He was in some thick pines. He must have been shocked then for sure. <laughs> I didn't. I, and the whole time I'm thinking, well, it's one of these 150 pound bucks that I've seen all these tracks. Well, whatever. And he kind of, he kind of moved off over and around the face of another knob and. I'm like i'll oh, see if i can get another look at him you know probably not i'm gonna shoot him but let's see if i can another look at him so i'm i'm walking up the knob and i'm grunting on a grunt tube and just pretending mm-hmm. i'm a deer mm-hmm. and i come up over that knob and he's standing there making a scrape he's mad Yep. he was mad he Great. thought he thought i was a buck and i'm like i'm like geez he's got a pretty decent rack on him <laughs> and i look back at his body i go Oh wow, that's that's a real one, big one. Eh? That's not that's a 150 a one. right there. Yeah. yeah, I mean he weighed 219 dressed fully dressed out. What a beauty! No yeah. kidding. That was early season. That was
0: yeah. That was like November 5th, 6th, there. You do any rattling at all?
2: I was just gonna ask.
1: Yeah, I've tried. I've tried. I did rattle one in this year. I didn't know he was coming. I was impatient. I can't sit. Yeah. I rattled 20 minutes later. I'm up and walking, and the deer came right in behind me, and I heard him coming. As I was walking and I turned around, I got a
0: glimpse of him, but I didn't, uh, he, he knew something was up. He bolted. Yep. So. You got a buck, your 2021 New Hampshire buck. That was <clears throat> bare ground, correct? Yep. What's the story on that one? So that one, that one was in an area that
1: <clears throat> I'd seen some scrapes. I'd seen a really big track on the next mountain over and I was trying to find that deer. And this mountain that I had ended up hunting and killed that buck on. There was a good track in there and then there was a big track. And I'd been in there twice. I looked up high. I couldn't find that deer. I knew he was there. I knew he was there. And I knew there was a couple of those in there. So I went back. That was that rainy day I was talking about. I went back in there and got up in to, to this oak flat, those smoke trees, and it had acorns. And uh it was midday. And I took a different way in just to see if I'd crash into them or learn some more about the area. And I sat down, had a sandwich. Um, I said, I should just book it back to my truck. I said, they're not here again. I don't know where they are. I can't figure it out. And there's a piece of softwood just above the oak. And I said, well, maybe maybe I'll go up in there and just poke around a little bit. And there's like an old logging road that goes up in there. And I'm walking up that logging road and I'm looking off to my right and I'm looking off to my left. I'm walking and I turn and look straight in front of me. And 20 yards away, there's three does standing there staring at me on that logging road. And I'm, where'd they come from? You know, and I think they were just as surprised to see me. And they stood there and stood there and they're stomping their feet. The wind's swirling right at them. And it was, a, it was a big doe, and then, like, last year's fawn, and then a, a fresh fawn.
0: Yep. And
1: I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to blow these out of here because, you know, maybe he's around. So I'm just standing there, and I stood there, and like 10 minutes go by, and they, they're walking back and forth. Like, they want to come down that logging road where I'm blocking their path. And I can't believe, like, these, why are these deer still here? Long story short, way off behind them, I saw a little flicker or something. Probably a hundred yards behind him. I'm like, oh. On that logging road? It was up behind. Okay, it was get It up on that saw. Okay, road. get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, so I saw the little flicker. and I'm like, there's another deer up in there. So, I mean, these, all three of these deer are staring at me. So I slowly pick my binoculars up and, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking and I see a rack. I'm like, that's him. He's up there. And he kind of disappeared. There was like a gully in between where these does were. So he disappeared. 25 minutes later, these deer are still standing there. Really? I mean, my legs are going numb. (laughs) Like, I just want to move. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know where he went. But all of a sudden, the mature doe, her ears laid right back, and she looked back in his direction. And her ears laid back, and she started running. And he came up over that hill. And it was like a split second, like, this is blowing up right now. This deer running everywhere, <laughs> and I picked up and shot and and I dropped him. Yep. Okay. And you know it was a nice deer. It was a ten pointer. What did uh, he weigh? He weighed one sixty eight, I think. Yep. 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 That was good bear ground buck yep. for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yep. Jeez, yep. that's awesome.
1: Yep. So it was it was a fun hunt, you know. It was and that's what it's all about. Yep. You know, it doesn't they don't all have to be two hundred pounders.
0: So those does just wanted to come. Through you, they stood there. They didn't want to go back towards him. Okay, was just, the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they were pinned.
1: Yeah, they were they were on their way down. That it had stopped raining. They were on their way down to get something to eat, and he was behind them. They knew he was behind them, so they were pinned. They they wanted to go where I was. They didn't know what I was. I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was just going along nice and quiet. Mm. Didn't spook them. That's a pretty cool. Just experience. calm. Them.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had a face off. We had a standoff. You know. Yep. So. So going from bare ground, to your 2021 New Hampshire buck, you got a smasher eight-pointer in Maine. No. Yeah, was it was that a tracking buck on? That snow? was a tracking buck. Let's yeah. get that story because that's a yeah, that's a huge buck right there. Yeah, that
1: was a beauty. Um, so that deer, that deer was a new area to me. Um, I had some work plans fall through for the last week of muzzleloader, so I bought my muzzleloader tag. I had already hunted Maine for a week and didn't didn't see anything I really. Was excited about. I had one in the freezer.
3: Hmm.
1: Not a greedy hunter, yep. you know. Um, but so, anyways, I went up to this area, drove around. I had a friend that had hunted it two or three years earlier, and he gave me some pointers that I didn't really find anything in those areas. So I just picked this National Forest piece, went out in there, never saw a deer track. We got snow that night, and I said, I got to go back because. Maybe it was snow that morning. I think it was snow that morning. Sometimes they'll hole up for a day. They just won't move in that mm-hmm. in that fresh snow. Right. I said, I gotta go back with a night of a night on that snow and see if anything moved around. And I went back and found a nice buck track in the snow. There was two or three bucks there. Um, so I started hunting it. And every day I got in I got into these, there was a couple of real exceptional ones there. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, it was I was driving back and forth every morning, every night. It was a long day. Yeah. I think I took one day off that week. I was just run down. I wanted to take them the next, the last day I wanted to take off. I'm like, you know, someone asked me, are you going to go back? I'm like, I got to. There's just too much. They're they're there. Yeah. You know, went back, went back into where I was seeing the sign. Um, It was still dark. I sat down on a rock trying to wait for it to get light a bit, bit before I went in the woods. And I heard something. There was smoke there, and I heard something, and <clears throat> I could tell it was a deer. I poked up in there and had one blowing at me. And I saw there was there was two deer there, and I couldn't make them out. It was just they were in the hemlock. It was too dark. Yeah. They took off. Sure enough, nice buck and mm-hmm. a doe. And it was the snow was like broken glass. It was crunch, crunch, crunch. So deathly slow, I followed them because I gave them some time to – just settle down. I didn't think they knew what I was. Followed them. I, they were going up the ridge. And uh, his his steps started getting real short, real close together. I said, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're settling right down. He's going to lay down. He went over and ate those little orange mushrooms on a tree, those mm. little teeny ones. Yep. And yep. I noticed that a lot that week. They were eating those little little orange mushrooms. On beach. Slightly orange ones. Yeah. yeah. On beach, yeah. 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 And uh, – and there's this ridge, and I can see there's a bench up in front of me. And I'm like, I just, he's right here. I know he's going to be right here. And I heard something, and it, and it sounded like bucks fighting. I'm like, Was it, were they just fighting up there? It's raining, you know, it's starting to rain. An hour, it probably took me an hour to go 100 yards. I get up over on that onto that flat. Sure enough, two bucks had gotten into it. <sighs> like, I'm right here, and I, and I, I couldn't see any of it happen, and it had been raining. The snow was softening. The tracks were deteriorating. It's go time now. Like, now I can move without them hearing me. There's all this ice clung to the trees. It's starting to fall out of the trees. Things are right. I start booking it on the track because, you know, those foggy, rainy days, those tracks melt out quick. There was only a couple inches of snow. Yep. And I'm booking it on the track another buck joins in so now there's three bucks a doe and all three bucks are just dogging this doe and they go up a ridge and like and then i see another and it's one of the big ones that i was tracking earlier the week but it was it was a little bit older do you do you get off these three smoking buck tracks to take that big one mm-hmm. it's the last day of the season Last day oh so i marked it i marked it on my gps i'm like i gotta at least these deer are right in front of me i gotta I gotta at least have an encounter. I can always come back to this track. It's early. What time was it? That was probably ten okay, yeah. a lot of day left then a lot of day left. yep, I marked on my g p s followed them. They got to the very top of the ridge, and they turned, and they were they were kind of paralleling it, and the doe was just feeding. They were feeding a little bit, but they were they were like intermingling with each other. you know you could tell they were close to each other. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they got in this big area. It was probably 20 yard circle, and they rubbed. I mean, they just thrashed all these trees. I took, I took a picture of it. I'm like, yeah. whoa. I mean, they had all these trees busted off. It's like they got in a match to see who was who tougher. Was, who was tougher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're after that, they're paralleling this ridge, three bucks on the dough. And I'm going along, and these tracks are smoking, there's steam rolling out of them. And all of a sudden, two of those bucks and now they're all the same size tracks. They're probably 160, 170, maybe 180. Two of those bucks slabbed down off that ridge. I'm like, oh, okay." And they were the one that stayed with the dough was a little bit smaller track, but it was wide open down off to the left where those two bucks slabbed. I'm like, boy, what do you do? You know you go with them or you say, "I said, I'm going to stay high because I can mm-hmm. see down there, right? I can see down there." Mm-hmm. If I come up on them, I've got the height advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'm going along. I'm following the one buck with a doe, and I'm looking down here, and, like, something's going to happen. You, I'm so close, I just know something's going to happen. And I see something dark, like, way out in front of me. I put my binoculars up. It's a log or something. Pull them back down. I mean, the stuff's falling out of the trees. And I look over like this, and that buck was bedded 25 yards looking down that hill. <laughs> oh, um, wow, boy. Not a clue I was there. Yep. And I could only see about six inches of him, his body. But, I mean, his head in his rack, his head was up, and he was just just looking, chewing his cud or whatever. Um, I'm like, boy, if I could get against a tree and just get nice and steady. I'm like. So I took a couple steps, and I'm like, oh, boy, you could blow this. So I'm like, if I could get him to stand up. So I blatted on him. I, I had to do it three times. He finally stood up. And I, I shot, and he, he didn't go. 25 30 yards he was dead and he's an impressive buck
2: yeah grab
0: that rack guys real quick for the people that's a heck of a buck yeah so that was late late season muzzleloader December love and those three bucks are thrashing around yeah all aggressive like that yeah yeah he they were thrashing
1: around they were they were fighting I mean this deer was all gored up he had he had a gore mark in his shoulder his tenderloin I mean he, he was just a mess yeah and I don't know what those other two were, but they were uh, they were probably pretty comparable. I mean, they weren't yeah. little baskets.
0: And you said they all had about the same size track? They all had the same
2: size track. I bet you'll be back in there next year. What do you think? Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: No what that buck score? 140-something, you said? Yeah, he, he grossed 146. He netted 143. Yeah. Heck of a buck. He's a special yep. one, thick,
2: man. Thick bases, swoops yeah. out really big. Uh, the mass carries the whole way. He's, yep. a, he's a giant.
0: He's got nice brow tines. Yep. You, know. you can what what do you think that deer age is out
1: at? You know, I looked at his teeth and I know that's not real solid, but I, I figured he was probably five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Very and he was guys. he was he weighed one sixty. I yep. mean he was run down. Right. I don't think he was ever two hundred pounds in his life. Really? Um, just nope. didn't have the frame or? no he was he wasn't that big i think he was probably 180 185 a
2: lot of feed went to his rack by yeah. the looks of it. and that's <laughs> those,
1: those deer that get the big racks are not usually the
2: 240 yeah. pounds yeah, no i mean yeah. there's, the something there's something to, the to that there's something yep. to that you know Seems and like. i mean there it took a lot of energy to grow those things yep. <laughs> that's, yeah that's something it, special right i mean there. they got away like freaking Five, six pounds. I don't know. Born yeah. That maybe, it's a know heavy, know. If you it's heavy thing, rack. You can look that Very
0: heavy yeah. rack. Yeah. That's a heck of a buck. For so
1: sure. that was, that was like, boy, the last day.
2: You what know. a treat, huh? Yeah. Freaking a out treat. a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's
1: just great hunt. I yeah. mean, just
0: that excitement. Like, I got these three bucks in front of me. And On the last day of the season, they're that yeah. aggressive like that. Like, that's yeah. like mid rut type activity. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. The season I think probably what happened was, the doe they were with was Mm -hmm.
1: a late, late one to come in. And sometimes you get in that late season Mm -hmm. and these bucks go nuts because they know it's almost over. And they're looking for that last doe that's going to come in. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen more bucks fights in late after Thanksgiving than early season. I have too on snow. I've seen
2: more in December than I have Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. rifle. That's interesting. uh, Yeah, I've shot a few in December following does, like right right on their butts. Yep. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, yep. that's
1: right. And
2: cool. they'll they'll keep rotting into January, yeah. As what I've as heard. Yeah, as long as the does, yeah, does, does keep does coming going. in, if they miss them or whatever, yep. they'll keep they'll yeah. keep breeding. I guess uh, that yeah. makes sense why they'd
0: be fighting less does in heat, and they're really yeah. getting after it for each other. Yeah. Was that doe bedded close to him, or was he all alone at that point? Or you you just know, did... I have a bad habit of of getting a little excited
1: when <laughs> I shoot a deer. Yeah, and I and I didn't I didn't check out the scene, and I and I always kick myself for not like Looking i around. it's 11 o'clock in the morning you had all day
3: yeah.
1: why didn't you go back and, and see where those other two bucks went see what he was bedded there i think she was probably bedded below him because that'll happen a lot yep mm-hmm. you just know an eye on her and they just watch
0: her they're either downwind of them or they watch them you know Yep. so that buck was feeding on mushrooms with the doe Yep. went up on the shelf and immediately lay down no, he went on the shelf and fought with the other bucks. And then, okay, that, that and then they that. went for a walk. Okay, And gotcha. then
1: they went for a walk. Like, she must have got nervous. And yeah. it was probably a mile later when, he, you know, I finally caught up to one of them laid down. I don't know if the other two were there or okay, not. Okay,
0: gotcha. I thought, the, so they ate the mushrooms, then they went up on the shelf, fought, and then they proceeded after that. I think he wanted to lay down on that shelf. Yeah. You know, I think they were both planning on it, but he bumped into that other buck. And they're just stirring around up yeah, there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And hmm. they,
0: they had a little standoff up there. But, when did you know to hit the brakes, or were you, did, were you just going the whole time? I was going because it was quiet. Everything okay. was perfect. Yep. I mean, when
1: when you have those days where you can move through the woods quietly, and you've got something in your favor, whether it be a real heavy wind, this was the rain and all the stuff falling out of the trees. The slop. Yeah. So, when it's like that, a lot of times they'll bed in the open, I've noticed. And that's where he was bedded, right in the open, because they need their eyes. They yep. can't depend on their ears because stuff's making noise mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. And, you, you know, those are the killing days. Yep. Those are the killing days. The windy days and
0: the, the days that stuff's falling out of the trees. Days you dream about, for yep. sure. Killing days. Yep. No doubt about it. Yep. So,
2: switching gears, uh, do you run any game cameras? I used to. You used to? I used to.
1: Um, I don't anymore. I felt that they screwed me up more than they helped me.
2: Okay. How so? so. Yeah.
1: They would make me either hunt an area Mm -hmm. more than I should because I thought the deer was there because I got a picture of them five days earlier.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Or I would say, geez, I should swing over and check, see what's on that camera, you know? And if I just hunted, maybe I'd, maybe I'd have bumped into one. Might not have, might bump into one checking the camera too, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I, they frustrated me a little bit. I mean, it was fun. I've been doing mm-hmm. a long time back when they had the 35 millimeter ones Yeah. before anything was digital. Um, I thought it was great. I stopped using them. I haven't run them in four years four or five years no, no cameras at all none and
2: yeah. you've been none. pretty successful <laughs> <And> i've <yeah, laughs> shot more deer without
1: cameras than when i had cameras yeah, yeah. so it was a little
2: bit of a distraction like to, i felt like yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yep. just made
0: me go places i wouldn't they didn't you know would you say it got yeah. getting the way of your gut feeling with stuff yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's yeah. the biggest thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i felt that hunting the fresh sign was a lot better yep you know how do you scout now without them? Are you just going in and checking areas, or yeah, how do you, you put know, together a game plan before the season? Look, if a lot, you have look for a lot of shed antlers in the spring. Okay, mm. that's kind of how I get inventory of what's where. Okay. Um, so you replaced your cameras taking inventory with your sheds. Kind
1: of. I mean, set. it's not.
0: Yeah. I mean, those deer travel a long ways to get some of those winter areas. Yep. So it's
1: not.
2: As precise, maybe. Yeah, it's
1: not as precise, but you, you know you're in an area, you know. And and some of those deer, they die in the winter. You know, I've got I've got sheds off a buck I was trying to kill, and I got f-
0: three or four sets off of them. Never saw. I shot at him once. He Didn't just, make it through winter, though? I don't know what happened. To him. Just disappeared? Just gone. Never found any more sheds or nothing? Oh. No. Hmm. No. So, I mean, I enjoy being in the woods. Mm-hmm.
1: The biggest, you know, one of the biggest reasons I, these new cameras, the cell phone cameras, I don't want the camera to take any part of that hunt away from me. The scouting, any of it. Like, I want, if I get a deer, I want it to be because I made that decision. You know, I scouted, I was in the woods. You know, when you take that human element out of the woods and you're getting these pictures sent to you, it's different it's yes. just a different thing you know mm-hmm. it's not for me
0: you want it to be as raw as you versus the deer That's yeah going on.
1: Yep. yeah and you know you can never get say well that wasn't fair chase you know that's mm-hmm. a big controversial thing i mm-hmm. mean the, the 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 hunting's changed in the last three or four years with cell cameras absolutely Let's face it yeah i mean guys guys are getting a lot of, i mean i've heard these stories 40 50 100 i mean you know can you imagine if you had Fifty friends out in the woods and when you get up in the morning they called you and said there's a everybody buck here sells. and here and here <laughs> yeah. would that be fair no you know because yeah, that's no. what you know some of these guys that are running these things that's that's what it equates to It's a lot of cameras it is it is i just it's not for me you yeah. know and i don't want to offend
0: anybody by saying that it's just just where you stand teach yeah. your own everybody has their opinion for yeah. sure
1: you know there's there's another part of that story and and i'm going to use something as a reference back in like 2000 five-ish zone a in new hampshire um they lost a week of their season they lost a week of their rifle season and the reason was is because guys were baiting deer and it was legal they were baiting deer that last week of the season and these deer are used to getting fed up there and they were coming to these bait sites and and it became very effective I mean, these guys were killing some the biggest bucks in the in the country. They were killing a lot of them. Fishing game recognized that this 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 is a problem. They they pulled a week of the season away. Really, they pulled a week of the season. A couple of years later, they made some adjustments to the baiting, and they don't allow baiting that late season. But you know what? We never got that week back. So
3: hmm.
1: it's a slippery slope with these cameras. They if they become Very effective. You could run into the same kind of thing like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta think about it. I'm I'm pretty convinced
2: that it won't be long. And there's there's a lot. They're gonna be a lot of push. No more cell camps. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure of it. It's gonna be next five years. You're gonna see more states coming. It seems like a lot of trends in hunting start in the west and they work their way east. And I don't know why it is, but it's just the way it seems to be. In a lot of the western states, they're banning cell cameras or game cameras in yeah. some states yeah. and it's going to just work its way over just like everything and yeah, yeah not, we'll see what happens for sure i know boona crockett isn't accepting if you killed one with a cell camera it's if you a. have a picture if you
0: have a picture of a deer
2: i'm yeah. pretty sure i'm not yeah. positive but i'm pretty sure if you have a picture of a deer with a cell camera you cannot enter it in this Crockett.
1: you know i i try to find compromise because i think hunters are split 50 50 on this issue yeah um, they were on the baiting, and nobody wants to see anybody lose any privileges. And no. and cameras are a privilege, and cell cameras are a privilege. If there was some way in, and, and I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there. If if they were legal outside of the season, November first comes, can't use them till mm-hmm. December first. Something like that. Yep. You know these people that enjoy them because people do enjoy them. I know? I love them. Yeah,
2: regular cameras are real fun. Yeah. yeah, so
1: people enjoy them. They can still use them. They can they can use them for what they're intended for is scouting. Yeah, they're not intended to kill a deer. Whatever.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you
1: know, and that's where you run into that. And I don't know if people can control themselves. They get they get a little down on their luck late in the season. and right. Boy, they get that picture that rolled in that morning. Mm-hmm. Boy, if I go in there, he's he was there. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. You gotta be careful. Yeah. You know, you gotta be careful. hmm Yeah. You know,
2: for so. sure. And and I mean like I told you earlier, I do have some cell cameras, yep. but I use them for inventory because, you know, a lot of the places that I hunt are two and a half, three hours from my house. Yeah. So I can't do that scouting that I'd like to. Right. And you know, I take inventory and stuff, but like I said earlier and, and the last podcast, yep. if if I get a picture of a buck in the big woods, it's too late. Yeah. From where I'm at, it's too late. He's gone. You know, Lots like you snow. said, like you said, well, in some instances, but, you know, yeah. I've never had that opportunity. Yeah. But uh, like you said earlier, you, you're hunting an area because you got a picture of a buck and he, he went through five days before. Right. Kind of the same deal with right. the cell cameras for me. You know, yeah. I, I'm working five days hunting too. So, yeah. you know, get a picture yeah. on Wednesday, he's gone, you know. but
1: The, the um, biggest thing with the with with cell cameras is it's, 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 it's removing hunters from the woods. Yeah. Like I've got, I know people that won't go hunting. If they're not getting pictures on their cell cameras, I mean, whoa, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. it doesn't mean the deer's not there. No, I, they yeah. do learn, they do learn to avoid those things. Yeah. Oh, for you know, sure. how many times yeah. have you got a big buck on a camera and he's never walked in front
2: of Yeah, one of it time. Again? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. happens often. I mean, I've We've learned
0: that, that those big bucks yeah. are weird to hear a camera yeah. snap once and yeah. Yeah. they ain't going through there again. Yeah. I mean, I know
2: one thing that I've learned running a lot of cameras, I run a lot of regular cameras, is I run them high and mm-hmm. I tilt them down. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, the big bucks will keep coming. But if you run them hip level, that's it. One time, usually. Some don't care, but I mean, you know, I just like people. Some are smarter than others. But uh, the regular cameras, I love them because 90% of the regular cameras that I run, I'll set them out in August and I'll pick them up in March. And then I get to see deer behavior through the whole season. You're You're scouting. scouting. And that's what I like them for. But, you know, if, if it comes to a point you know not running cameras isn't going to affect me personally right. yeah. um, but a lot of big woods hunting, the same <coughs> a lot same deal bi- yeah not, not a affected, lot but... all the big woods guys yep. Yep. the guys that hunt the big woods don't need game cameras yeah. you know you, you no
0: take off and run just no. like anybody else
1: you know sure. when when these things get abused is when new rules come in place and yep. just just like i was talking about pittsburgh they were they were abusing the bait season right. these deer were trained to come to feed because everyone feeds them up there in the winter and they lost. They lost that season. They lost that week. Right. And 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 not only did they lose that week, but now the zones below it are getting a ton of pressure. A mm-hmm. ton that of pressure. coming down. Yeah. Yep. Because anyone that has a tag left and they can't hunt zone A, well, the next the next zone that's got good snow is zone B. Yep. And it and fishing game. I mean, I've been to all the all the hearings and stuff, and they say, well, it's not affecting our our kill numbers mm-hmm. by putting well it might not be affecting the total number of deer killed, but you're putting twice the amount of hunters in that zone to do it because they can't hunt zone A. You it's going to have some sort of
0: impact then. Yeah, yep. yeah. So there's, there's a couple ways to think about it, you know. Hey, a quick word, then we'll dive right back into the episode. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update on stagger gear and let you know that everything is on schedule and everything is going as it should. So we're super excited about that. If you're following us on our social media pages, or if you're subscribed to our email list, you'll be the first to know when pre-order is open. We've got an awesome lineup of gear coming for you this year, so stay tuned, and it'll be coming soon. All right, kind of continuing on the scouting thing. You know, you said you're not using cameras, you're kind of doing shed hunting to take an in inventory of what you got. Yeah, I mean, it helps, yeah. 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 When, when you go into the, the areas in the fall, are you looking for, like, scrape and rub lines? Does that kind of dictate where you're going to spend some time during the season? Mostly it's tracks tracks if you can if you can just find that big track i mean it's tough on bare
1: ground but um i look at a lot of scrapes they'll step in them every time so you spend yeah. a lot of time looking down at the ground and stuff yeah yep. i mean if you can find some wet areas but um yeah just looking for that big hoof and and that doesn't always tell the, the tale of the buck too i mean it could have big feet but it, it's not necessarily a big deer yep. you know once you get the snow and you can see the stride and the stagger and
0: stuff that's i mean and i've I've tracked a lot of deer that don't have big feet but they got the stagger so i think that's pretty interesting that you say you look look for that big track because a lot of guys are going in looking for the the rub lines and the scrape on stuff but that's a good point looking down do you find
2: many of those big signposts um
0: yeah yeah up in maine
1: i've seen quite a few um back when i ran cameras i put them on them back to like 2006 before anybody put cameras on those things and mm-hmm. it was eye-opening to see that um how small of a deer can make a big rub <laughs>
2: yeah especially on those signposts right <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so i don't like i see a big rub now yeah, great that's cool you know get you all excited but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a huge deer you know more or less, if I can find a rub that's got those deep scar marks in them, that mm. probably means he's got a burly base. Mm-hmm. And he's an older deer, so yep. that's more important than the actual size of the tree to me. Okay, no you know, so. about height.
2: I usually look height, for height is, too. Height is important. Yeah, important. Yep. yeah, I do. I yeah, that.
1: I mean those those bigger, taller
2: deer are obviously going to rub higher. I like finding those scrapes that have the limbs all twisted up. Yeah, that's what I like. That gets yeah. me fired up because yeah. you know. It took a rack to do yeah, that, you, some you know? Yeah. <laughs> something to grab with. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: that's right. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah. All right. Let's uh roll into your twenty nineteen buck. I know we talked about it earlier. Yeah. That was your one one sixties something he scored, one sixty six. He grossed one sixty eight. Yeah. That deer, that was a
1: long story. Um basically we got some snow in the mountains and I was driving up a road and I cut this buck track. And it wasn't a great buck track, but it was the first snow of the season. I get excited. I just want to track deer. Oh yeah. And so I get out of the truck and I'm
3: looking at well,
1: and I found if you've got to talk yourself into that into taking that track, it's not the right track to take if you want to kill a really big one. It's a good point. Um, but I did. I mean, like oh, I'll just I'll just go a little bit and see what he, you know see if I bump into. Him. Yep. Well, I didn't go. I don't know, a couple hundred yards, and that deer stood up out of bed. And, that quick. And, yeah, he was right there. Um, I videoed him. He was, a, he was a basket rack. It was early season. I don't even I'm going to shoot him. Um, so he kind of loped off out of sight. He got just out of sight, and kaboom, no. someone plastered him. Oh. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. And so, anyways, I went over and talked to the guy, and he went on his way looking for the deer, but... And uh, he goes. Well, I said, I was just watching that deer. He said, Well, how come you didn't shoot? I said, I don't know. I don't want my season to be over. You know, it's too early. Yep. You know, I enjoyed too much. So I, I went on my way and drove drove out that road further and uh, just kind of putting around. It's like eight a.m. and I found a track coming off this ridge, and it was good track. It it wasn't a real big hoof, but it was it was had a big wide stagger. He had a big chest on him. So, and he was, he was by himself and he was just milling around. He went down into the swampland and he was feeding and just, he was just dubbing. I'm like, man, this deer. And I can hear some guys working on a snowmobile trail, like, I don't know, a quarter mile away. And he's heading right for him. I'm like, geez. Well, he had, he had already crossed the trail. You know, I didn't know that, but he go he was going up the ridge on the other side and, He kept going to these spots, and he'd he'd get in a spot he wanted to lay down, and he'd turn around and look it over, and nope, didn't like it. Hmm. And he'd go to another spot and do the same thing. He'd he'd stop. You could see where he turned around and looked around. Nope. And then all of a sudden, he lined out in these woods, and he was just straight lining. I'm like, jeez, what's going on? So I tracked him, tracked him, tracked him, and he made a sharp left-hand corner, went up in the softwood, and I found a bed, and I thought I'd jumped him but he was bedded right on this cliff. He was right on this cliff, and he, I didn't jump him, and he started feeding again, and then he made a scrape. I mean, he was just, and this is a spot I was familiar with, and there's usually a couple does in there, but he was looking. He was checking for them. They weren't there. This, they weren't there that year. There was no feed there. Those does weren't there, but he was feeding on mushrooms. Um, there was smoke in there, and usually the does are in there for the acorns, but there was no acorns and he's feeding 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 then he make a scrape and then he go back to feeding and they'd make another scrape and there was another soft wood knob just across this little valley and i'm like ah oh, he's going to be right there you know he's just dubbing too much you know he's not he's not out zombie walk and he's just so i i crapped up that thing and i'm calling trying to get him to stand up and see you know get curious no gets gets over it gets on top you see where he turned around Nope, doesn't like it Lines out again. Out in the hardwoods, starts marching. I pick up the pace going. There he goes. Pops up out of bed, bedded in nothing. Just, just he, random, huh? He had to bed down. He'd fed so much mm-hmm. that he kept getting sick of not finding the right spot to bed. Mm-hmm. And he just plopped down right in the middle. And I, and I had the gun on him, and I'm waiting for him to come through that opening. Didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen. He ran all the way down to the road got almost to the road made a 90 degree turn and went right back up where he came from it was late <laughs> in the afternoon though like what are you what are you doing I, like maybe there was someone on the road and spooked him like why didn't he just cross it you know next day he did cross the road that night he came back down cross the road where he wanted to and i've got an older friend that i met years ago in the woods and he's like he wanted to cross that road you're going to find his track crossing that road tomorrow morning he was right. He crossed that road, I tracked him. Snow melted, lost him. Next day, went back in, drove around the roads. Well, I called my buddy again that night, and I'm like, "Now what's he gonna? You know?" And this guy's, this guy is great. He's, he's a good guy, and he just knows deer. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, today he's probably gonna go back up on that original ridge that you caught him coming down off of." Sure enough, there's his track going up on that ridge. And he's feeding, feeding on mushrooms, feeding, feeding, feeding. It was a snowstorm, raining. My gun was covered in ice, still muzzleloader. And I'm poking up through, and I'm, I'm going to catch him, I'm going to catch him, I'm going to catch him. He's, he's here, you know, he's going to lay down. He winded me. It took off. I gave him, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Got on his track, and it was one of those killing days. Mm-hmm. It was raining. It was, there was noise and he kind of made a loop out and around through this hardwoods and he hit some softwoods and I'm and I'm going pretty hard on this track and I hit that softwoods I go hmm this seems about right and I and I just put the brakes on I just slowed right up and I'm looking around and he was standing 30 yards from me to the right behind some stuff I never saw him he bolts three bounds right in front of me broadside I pull up the gun my scope caps are down oh.
3: Oh, Are you still Are you run those today? Yourself? I do, but do I don't, I don't oh. fold them down unless I'm going <laughs> yeah. through some stuff.
2: Oh, man. I would have thrown and, those things. <laughs> and,
1: it, and it was just all I can remember is how big of a deer it was. It was yep. just, he had a nice rack, but he, he was an enormous deer. Mm. Get on his track again, and he, had a, he, he took me up into the softwood, and he'd go out on his track, and he'd turn right around, come back on his track, and slab up the hill and wait for me. He did it like two or three times. I'm like, what's he, he's, he doesn't want to go anywhere. You know, he wants to be right here and I'm going along. He did that once and he, and he, I don't know if I jumped him, but he's back running again. And I saw something, I'm probably 130 yards up through. It's kind of open softwoods. I saw something. I'm like, "Jesus, is that him standing there waiting for me? And I'm looking, I put my binoculars up. No, that's not a deer. Boy, is it a deer? Is it a deer? No. Is it a moose? You know? And I'm looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. I can't figure it out. Well, All I can see is the back half of his deer, and it looks like the hind end and a leg. Mm. And he was, it was raining. He was real dark, you know. So I'm like, well, where's his head supposed to be? So I move the binoculars, and I see one beam sticking out around the tree. Mm. Like, his head was right behind a tree, but the, the antler beam was sticking out. I said, that is him. So I got steadied up on him, fired, never touched him. It was a long shot. I wasn't real, real good. Yeah. He didn't like that. Yep. He took me for a walk then. Yeah. Up over the mountain, three or four miles that way. Decided he was getting out of his area. Turned, made a nine degree turn, came back. I jumped him again. I'm smoked. I've been a long, long ways on this deer. It's getting late. I walked. I was walking back to my truck. I saw him across the road again. I'm like, all right. Well, now I know it's. 4 o'clock. I now mm-hmm. I know where to pick him up tomorrow. Went back in, picked up his track. That deer, I educated him real well. I followed his track, and when he got ready to bed, he made like four big <laughs> zigzags oh, in yeah. front of it, yeah, like yeah, four yeah. times oh, before yeah. he laid down, like oh, yeah. hundred yards at a time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's he's smart now. He knows. So I tracked him down this valley, and he's like, he's. He bedded down for the night or whatever for a while and then he he decided to go for a walk and he he lined out down this valley and so i followed him followed him followed him got way down there he got in a mess of deer and the snow was minimal lost his track tried circling up high he didn't come up out of there i don't know where he went it was you know just melted we got I think the next day I took off. I was so worn out from tracking him so much for three days in a row. I took a day off. We got snow that day, that night. I went back, and I and I started at the other end of the valley this day. I'm like, he can't, he was headed down here. He's probably still down here. Hmm. And he's like six, seven miles from where I've been hunting him, you know. And I'm walking in, and I saw a decent buck track. And, hmm, geez, I'll take this up in here and see where, see where he goes, you know. It wasn't him, but it was hot. that area was hot. there was a dough in heat or something. Every dough bed I came to had three or four bucks checking it from all directions. oh wow, and then they and then these two bucks got together and following each other, and they were slabbing across this big range and I'm just following them because that's that's the only game in town, and I'm like, I know they're not, neither one of them are him. They don't have that big, big, wide stance, so I'm going probably eleven o'clock. They cut another buck track that's much older, and I'm looking at it, and the sun's out. It's a south-facing hill. It's melting the snow, and I'm like, that's him. And he's heading back the other direction where I just came from, but he's up a lot higher.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, well, I could stay on these fresh ones. They stepped right in his track, but that's the one I want to shoot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances. Mm-hmm. So I tra- I'm get on that old track, and he's going across the side hill, and I'm losing snow again, and it's painful Like Mm. he'd walk out of the snow and I'm looking for pock marks in the leaves Mm. and I'm looking ahead to see if there's more snow. Somehow I got him through all that and there was, there was some stretches there that I'm just guessing that this is the way he went, you know, Mm -hmm. and he had slabbed above all the doe activity. He was just scent slabbing. You know, the scent goes uphill in the morning and he was just checking them from an elevation. He got over across there and hit a little softwood finger and 90 degree turn right up. I'm like, oh, here he is. He's going to be right here. So I poke up through there painfully slow, poking up through and I find his bed and there's smoke and fresh tracks walking out of his bed, heading uphill. It's, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Like he's heading up. Mm. Well, that doesn't make sense. He should be heading down looking for does. Yep. All right, well, so I'm following him up the hill like, what is he doing? I didn't jump him. He just got up on his own and is heading up this hill, and it's steep. And I probably went a few hundred yards, and I cut this great big buck track in a doe. And what happened was the the wind was blowing down the hill. He smelled them. So he joins in, with, and they're they're all the same age. They're all smoking fresh. And this other big buck track is hounding this doe. Now both of them. They're zigzagging up through this thick, thick green growth. And this doe is trying her best to lose these deer, these bucks. They don't, she doesn't want anything to do with them. And they're zigzagging, trying to cut her off. All right, well, I'm going to give it till 3.30 because I'm way back in here. And I got to, I got to get back out, you know. 3.30 comes along. I look, I look at my GPS. I'm like a quarter mile from the top. I'm like, all right, well... I'm almost out. I'll just go to the top. If they pitch down over the other side, I'm out. They got almost to the top, and they, they turned. And just before that, one of those bucks had had slabbed off. Like, he cut off the, the doe. I'm like, what's he doing? You know, that doesn't make sense. Well, what had happened is the other buck in the doe had made a circle, and he knew that, and he would just cut the corner. So anyways, I stayed with the buck and the doe, and... Follow him up and around, and I come down into this hardwood flat just out of the softwood, and the dole I, I see this great big deer pop out of its bed, and I—I I get the gun up and I'm "Where's the antlers?" That was a great deer, and I'm following this great big buck track. I'm saying, if I follow this track to that bed, I'm going to be sick. Mm. So I'm 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 humping along. It's four o'clock in the afternoon and I get almost to where that doe bed is, and I look down, and there he is laying there. Boy. Facing uphill, and he was downwind to her. Yeah. Just, and I think what had happened, and here I go again. I never went back and checked. Yeah. But I think when that, <laughs> when that other buck cut the corner, yeah. this, this giant caught him trying to move in on his doe, and he got up and ran her off, ran him off. And then he came back and bedded below that doe that was hot and okay. just waited for her. And I just as soon as I saw him, I dropped down on a knee and he stood up at the same time and I shot him and that was it. He Folded didn't get out right of there. sight. He didn't fold. I mean he, he he flopped around, I hit him in the neck, and oh, okay. he tried to take off and I you know, I'm not afraid to yeah, shoot. You gotta shoot.
0: Especially when you see a rack like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good bar. So that doe you jumped that doe out of her bed? Yep and he still stayed down there below he was he wasn't inside of me when the dough popped up like he was over an edge could he see the dough up there you think
1: though i think he i don't know if he could even see her i think he could just smell her Okay, so he was just hanging out because the thermals it was late in the afternoon the thermals were coming down down, and he just got downwind of her
0: to smell her just to keep just keep tabs on her so when she got up and took off he probably didn't know that yeah you know so if he was bedded right there close to her then it would probably have been a whole different story it could have been yeah wow what do you weigh he weighed one ninety two.
2: One ninety two.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Heck Gorgeous of a block. Yeah. Gorgeous. And I had to, you know, it was late in the afternoon. I was up over
0: some ledges. I ended up having to leave them overnight, and it, it wasn't it wasn't a good scene. But <laughs> first know. one you ever left overnight. Yeah. Person yeah. only. And you're at the top of the mountain. Just top right, of the mountain. Right up in the heavy stuff. Yep. And I wow. and I, you know, I kept saying I got to get out of here.
1: I get to And finally, I just said this is too hot. These tracks are too fresh. Yeah. Something's going to happen. I'll walk out in the dark I don't care you know i'll get I'll get out of here mm-hmm. yeah I think I sent my girlfriend a text. It's going to be a late one <laughs> I'm way up in here yeah yep don't don't get nervous when I'm not home because yep. it's going to be a while yeah but you know if I hadn't have been persistent, if I hadn't have
0: pushed it right to the end of the day
1: I, I wouldn't have got that here.
0: And most people would have bailed out by then. yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, I so wanted many, to, yeah. yeah, your instinct yeah. though told you to keep going, yeah, as much as everything else was telling you not to when it's right, you gotta you can't, you can't turn around, you know, I'd made that mistake before when I was younger, no, mm. oh, it'll
1: be another day, well,
0: yeah. you only get so many days and you only get so many, so many. yeah, and that comes with that comes with years of experience and yeah. stuff, it's not something you yeah. pick up right away, it's when it's right, it's right, and, and you just got to
3: plow
1: forward you you have to
0: yeah. You know? That's a heck of a buck. Yeah, how many, how many miles of a drag was that out? So, the next that, day. Was, that was
1: probably three miles. Yep. Yeah, but That's the first a, mile of it was brutal. Down like, through the nasty stuff. Yeah, I mean it was just sheer drop offs. Like you oh. couldn't just grab a hold of them and walk down. You had to drag them sideways on the mountain to get around all these ledges. Because and then when you drag them sideways, it was so steep that he kept getting wrapped around all the all oh, the yep. trees, you know, the little stuff. You know it's almost near impossible to drag a, a deer like that sideways when all these little trees are growing he just wants to keep sliding down the hill yeah. you know and you got to pull them up and around those things so it was brutal but we got I think I left the truck that morning to go get him at 5 a.m and it took it took three of us till 11 to get him out was finally in the truck at 11 a.m. At least you had some help though that's yeah that's
0: big yeah it was you know one
1: guy just was picking the route because it was such a miserable place to get out of (laughs) yeah like he just walked in front of us to make sure we weren't going to go and end up somewhere we couldn't get back out you know
0: yeah so jeez yeah a lot of real estate to grab onto though when you're dragging that thing out yeah Yeah. Yeah. how how much Matt like what was the thickest part of the beam on that thing? Like yeah, that thing is like almost five, like a moose. Like. Yeah.
1: A I mean, the thing with that deer is is his his G
0: twos and everything are just it's, massive. It's, it's you crazy. Know? You don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was the king of the mountain for sure. Wicked. You know? Yeah. And Beautiful. that other buck that was with that doe, you think he, he peeled off? So I think this one ran him off. He ran him off, okay. Yep. And I hunted that deer the next year. I couldn't find him. Really? I couldn't find
1: him. I was running. We had a little bit of snow in 2020. The first couple of days, I ran all over. I couldn't find that buck. Similar size foot to that one? This one had a bigger, like, banana foot. Yep. The other one had a smaller hoof, but he just had that big stance. Yeah, big old chest on him. A friend of mine ended up shooting that deer. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, he weighed... He shot him mid-season. He weighed two two ten or two fifteen, wow. something like that. Big old chestnut, and he had a nice. He was probably one hundred and thirty-inch eight-pointer, nine-pointer, something yep. like that. It was a
0: nice deer. Yep. Yeah, that's a crazy yeah. mountain buck, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. One. You can't beat that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was that was a lifetimer right there. Yeah, yeah. you are going to be hard-pressed to beat that yeah. in these hills. But
0: they're out there though. There is yeah, something they are. special about these mountains for sure that yeah. yep. produces them. Yeah. Cool. You got anything else you want to add? or
2: No, it was a good one.
0: That was a real good one. Yeah. Thanks for doing this with us, John. Yeah, it was, thank uh, you. It's great for sure, and there's a lot to learn. Yeah, if to there's any
1: encouragement to, to these new hunters, you you don't need to go buy 50 trail cameras. You don't need, just get out there. Just get it. The best way to learn is get out there. Put the
2: miles on. Boots and, on the ground.
1: And, you know, there's the TV shows and stuff, they say you got to do it like this, that, and the other. It's not true. Just get out in the woods. Mm-hmm. you're gonna if you spend
0: enough time in the woods you're gonna bump into something mm-hmm. yeah you know so can't build that hunter instinct off of trail cameras as no you can't you, you, can't, there you just it. can't replace time in the woods yep no you know yeah. with any kind of technology mm-hmm. so it's a good good point to end it on right there yeah yep. absolutely yep. all righty well we'll see you guys on the next one thanks for tuning in and this was great so thanks john thanks yeah, thanks